Ways to reduce your emotional pain. Quote, I don't want to be at the mercy of my emotions. I want to use them to enjoy them and to dominate them. Unquote. Oscar Wilde. Quote, one thing you can't hide is when you're crippled inside. Unquote. John Lennon. Beyond physical causes and life stressors, pain can also have an emotional component. There are different categories of emotional pain, and this podcast will talk about depression and anxiety and ways for handling and reducing them. All the strategies I identify are based on my professional and personal experiences in dealing with chronic pain. Choose the ones that you find work best for you. Fighting depression. Nearly everyone experiences different levels of depression and other emotions, even on a day-to-day basis. Just because you feel depressed in a rating between 7 and 10 on the emotional pain scale today doesn't mean that you're going to feel that way every day. So be aware of when you're experiencing all-or-nothing thinking that you express with statements like, I'm always depressed or I never feel good. Rather, focus on all the days you weren't depressed as much, but simply felt sad or disappointed. Or more importantly, focus on the days when you felt happy and optimistic or just even content. If, however, you are rating your feelings of depression between a 7 and a 10 almost on a daily basis, your emotional pain level is quite severe, and it implies that you are very depressed and in need of immediate help. You probably feel hopeless and helpless often. Consequently, you need to talk to a mental health professional immediately if you are having any thoughts or specific plans of harming yourself or someone else. Have a person close to you drive you to the nearest hospital emergency room or talk to your mental health clinician that you've been seeing right away. You'll be evaluated if you go to the emergency room on an on-call basis by a clinician to determine whether you need to be admitted to a psychiatric inpatient unit or to at least a harsh partial hospitalization program for your own safety. Most inpatient hospital units are usually short-term with a team that does a diagnostic evaluation, manages medications, and facilitates goal-setting and coping skills groups. If you do go into an inpatient unit, it's typically followed on discharge by participation in a partial day treatment program, then intensive outpatient therapy. Consider getting on medication if you're not on it that helps you with depression. This may be a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor or an SSRI like fluoxetine, Prozac, sertraline, Zoloft, citalopram, Celexa, or escitalopram, Lexapro. A selective serotonin norepinephrine reuptake inhibitor or an SSNRI, like duloxetine, Cymbalta, or venlafaxine, hydrochloride, Effexor, or a medicine like bupropion, Welbutrin, or a tricyclic antidepressant, or TCA, like amitriptyline, Elevil. Some of these medications can also help with your pain and anxiety. Mood stabilizers like lithium carbonate, or lithobed, or valproic acid, Depakote, may be prescribed for more severe mood disorders, like if you have bipolar disorder, especially in your family. Often, newer antipsychotics or anticonvulsant medications can have a positive effects on mood stability. 
In this category are medications like lamitrogine, lamictal, aripiprazole, abilify, respiridone, respiridol, or quetiapine, seroquel. Other medications like Neurontin or Lyrica can help ease your neuropathic pain. If you don't have severe depression, it's important in either case to look at your daily activity schedule for the week. If you find that you have many unscheduled activities or have planned activities that give you little in the way of feeling mastery and or pleasure based on a rating of one to five, with one being no pleasure and five being a lot of pleasure or mastery, chances are that this is contributing greatly to your high ratings of depression. Consequently, just simply plan more masterful or pleasurable activities with higher ratings into your schedules. Make sure you pay close attention to the specific life stressors you are getting that are getting you down. Do whatever it takes to lower these stressors by implementing adaptive coping strategies like implementing SMART or S-M-A-R-T goals with timeframes, using positive self-talk, and establishing a very effective support system. Be, be aware if you are self-medicating or using various substances to dull physical, life stress, emotional pain, and instead try to ease your difficulties by using fortitude skills. It's very common to have a dual or triple diagnosis of pain, mood disorders, and substance abuse disorders. In fact, many people who commit suicide use substances usually with a combination of an antidepressant and alcohol, more than even opiates. So be careful with this. Focus on your negative thinking, then transform them into rational thoughts to reduce your depressive feelings. I'll talk about cognitive appraisals and how to change them into rational thoughts on a different podcast. But use thought stopping and distractions to counter your negative thoughts for now that fuel depression. Simply say to yourself, just stop it or have a rubber band placed on your wrist and just snap it to sort of tell yourself to stop thinking this way or have a symbol like a red dot or a stop sign on your dashboard to help them to help you remember. Think of all the ways your situations could be worse. Unless you think like this too much, as that could mean you're more anxious than relieved. Many occupational therapists recommend that if you're depressed, you may want to try to use a weighted blanket when sleeping. The feeling of a heavy, comforting blanket has been shown to be quite effective for reducing depression. Another option may be a lightweight but warm down comforter. Make sure you have an effective support system in place. It may be best to include other people in your lives, like family, friends, or people in your community, rather than simply relying on your caretakers, who can burn out easily. Controlling Anxiety Having a moderate level of anxiety or ratings of four to six on an anxiety subscale on the emotional pain scale is a healthy range for most of you. Having some level of anxiety can help you initiate action when solving problems or making healthy choices. Too little anxiety of ratings of one to three can mean that you may be unaware of situations that could be unhealthy or dangerous and on which you need to take some kind of action. Having too little anxiety 
can lend you to act before thinking about the consequences of your actions. The opposite situation can also be a problem. Having too much anxiety can mean that you're experiencing some kind of anxiety disorder. High levels of anxiety can increase your muscle tension and blood pressure or deregulate your sugar or cortisol levels. Find out whether you have a genetic predisposition to anxiety disorders in your extended family. Do you or your relatives suffer from some form of generalized anxiety, including constant futuristic catastrophic worry, or possible symptoms like restlessness, sweatiness, lightheadedness, or choking sensation in your throat? It's possible for some people to have panic attacks or panic disorder in the family that last anywhere from a few minutes to hours and come on randomly. There's also agoraphobia, or fear of open places, and a tendency to avoid leaving very secure places like your home. Obsessive-compulsive symptoms include thoughts or urges that you know are silly but believe you must think or act on repetitively. If this sounds like your situation, then you may need to be on medication, a medication that may have shown to be helpful for long-term anxiety. As well, you can benefit from behavioral therapeutic techniques, like response inhibition, exposure, and thought stopping. Like depressive symptoms, your anxiety symptoms can be masked by a use of substances like alcohol or drugs. People who often self-medicate, especially since the medical community is cutting back on the prescription and distribution of benzodiazepines like diazepam, Valium, lorazepam, Ativan, or alprazolone, Xanax, can be very harmful in terms of addictive potential. As well, it's critical to not be prescribed any benzodiazepines if you are taking an opioid medication, even short term. Try to be open with your caretakers, your health care providers, and others, others affiliated with your pain management team about what you are taking. Still, it may be best to require that you take periodic drug tests to make sure you're not mixing any other drugs that are being prescribed or not being prescribed. This works best if you have agreed to sign a medication contract with your prescriber or the pain management team member. The agreement should spell out positive and negative consequences for medication adherence and should be documented in your electronic health record. Learn how to relax. Learn breathing and mindfulness techniques practiced in yoga, when doing Tai Chi, or when listening to relaxation strategies shared on certain applications, podcasts, or CDs that teach people how to focus on reducing muscle tension in their bodies. One such, one such practice is the body scan. People learn how to relax each muscle in their body, starting from their feet through their legs, hips, chest, arms, and hands until they reach their heads. Another technique is for them to simply notice any areas in their bodies when they feel tension and try to focus on relaxing that particular area. You should practice doing this in a quiet place for at least 10 minutes. Another relaxation strategy is to simply find or imagine relaxing, peaceful scenes or focus on a monotone sound like the hum of a fan or watch a candle glowing. The key is for you to avoid thinking or judging, and instead use your senses to become aware of your surroundings and generate more alpha or meditative brainwave states. Practice the mindfulness strategies 
on a daily basis. Distraction is a critical component in reducing anxiety. Learn to do something to take your mind away from troubling or negative thoughts and physical symptoms by focusing on something outside yourself. Practice a hobby, like playing a musical instrument, enjoying a game of cards, or doing a crossword puzzle. You can also color, crochet, knit, or bird watch. Take an interest in others instead of over-focusing on your own pain. Even use your camera on your cell phone to take pictures. The strategy of thought stopping or catching yourself having anxious thoughts is a useful technique for reducing your negative thinking. Use a counting device to count the number of times you have anxious thoughts within certain time periods. Then try to reduce that number over time, but be sure you set realistic incremental sub-goals. Review the common negative thinking errors that we'll describe at a later podcast that increase anxiety states. This can include futuristic thinking, catastrophic thinking, all-or-nothing thinking, should statements with respect to people who are perfectionistic, as well as concerns about the need to control everything in your life. Learn to accept that feeling helpless about certain situations at times does not imply that you're a helpless person, and that feeling vulnerable does not mean you're inadequate. So don't generalize. The excessive need for control of every situation, and often everyone, is a common negative thought related to anxiety disorders. If you have an excessive need to control things and others and yourself and the world, you can develop panic attacks, an obsessive compulsive disorder, agoraphobia, or even just constant generalized anxiety. Even obsessive worry can reflect a magical belief that somehow, some way, the more you obsess, the greater is your capacity to control your future. It's almost as if like the mind is playing tricks on you. Now this is different from gathering as much information as possible about an uncertain situation to help problem solve effectively. Even so, there is a point where you may need to say, I know enough, or I've done enough, given that future predictions are based on probabilities, not certainties. Just imagine how much pain can be reduced if you can accept that not having control of every situation or person is a function of being human, not a sign of your weakness.